0: traveling families this holiday season father that everyone will arrive and um, safely and also return father I ask you please bless them and amanda's great need her need father and all the situations that go with recovery father we yes, ask recovery goes well for her and her family Amen. 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 Go ahead and get out your Bible. Also get out your lesson um, handout. And we started last week a brand new series called Heart Connections and spent some time kind of laying just a groundwork on the importance of uh, of having that connection with both our children in the home, um, but also with our spouse, and, and having that heart connection. And uh, we've all heard the statement, didn't really mention it last week, but uh, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's so true in dealing with people. They, you're going to have a lot more success in, in dealing with somebody and in, in accomplishing things when you have a connection, when you have a relationship. And there's no greater relationships that you should be focused on than those that are within the four walls of your home, uh, both with your husband or your wife, and then with your kids. And so we are going to uh, continue right along. Last week, if you remember, uh, we kind of got bogged down a little bit, but for sake of time, I kind of just gave you the the last couple of points. We didn't really expound on those a lot, but I wanna go ahead and just jump right into our second lesson this morning. We're gonna talk about the power of a team. The power of a team. Again, we're talking about uh, connecting with our kids, creating a closeness with your children, and directing their hearts toward God. That it should be our desire as parents. And we spent time on that last week. That uh, we need to uh, we need to be focused on what God has for our kids, and we don't know what that is. Um, Yesterday, I had the opportunity to go uh, watch uh, Alabama play, and uh, it was uh, they were playing a scrub team and high school, of course, Ohio State. Here is gonna talk talk trash here, but that's okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I gotta be in the spirit here, Jonathan. So I'm get thee behind me, Satan, and I'm just not gonna listen. And uh, no, uh, but got to go watch them. And uh, and so we we had uh, uh, ended up having an extra ticket, and so I took Ashlyn, um, our oldest, and uh, she had never been to an Alabama game, and so she 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 was just asking. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of questions. What about this? Why do they do that? All about this. So at one point she asked, how much money does Nick Saban make as a coach? And I said, well, I think he's somewhere in the range of like $8 million or something like that. So then a few minutes later, Ashton said, you know what? I think I want to be a football coach when I grow up. <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, well. Uh, and, and, and I told her, and she mentioned that two or three times throughout the day. And, and I told her each time, well, if that's what God wants you to do. And that should be our desire as parents. And if that's what God wants you to do, great. And I I, I highly doubt that God wants her uh, to be a football coach for her life. Um, But I want her to know, look, that's fantastic. If you have some dreams, some aspirations, great. But... It should be focused on what does God want for you to do. And so that's our desire. So as we go throughout this series, uh, we really just need to be focused on that. So we're going to talk about the power of a team. And we've talked about this in previous lessons and series, but God designed the family uh, to operate in a very specific and certain way. Uh, And we won't spend a ton of time on that this morning, but the role of the husband the role of the wife, the role of mom, the role of dad within the home and within the context of God, the roles that God has, there, there's some very specific responsibilities. And we've talked about that before, that men, God has called us to be the spiritual leaders of our home, God has called us to be the head of the home. And again, uh, I don't want to dive into it, but that doesn't mean, ladies, you are less than or uh, you are secondary. Uh, but it's just where God has kind of placed you within that team. And so that's what we're talking about this morning is teamwork. But we need to understand that even the kids have a role in the family dynamic of having a godly home um, that is honoring Christ. And here's the thing, for your family to be what God would have for it, each person in the family needs to know, needs to understand, and needs to fulfill their role. Uh, you think of any team that has accomplished anything significant. Uh, and a lot of times when we think team, we think a sports team. But, uh, I mean, it could be a, it could be a, a, a branch of uh, a group of maybe uh, military and uh, Navy SEALs. And you think of uh, folks that have gone out and, and have taken care of terrorists. And that's a team. That's a unit. And each one of those, whether it's sports or otherwise, each person within that team has a role. And they know how to play that role. And they, they go ahead and they gladly... Uh, play their part and it makes the team better. Look at Proverbs 22, verse 6. And for sake of time, I'm just going to read it. uh, Again, uh, in your handouts, a lot of scripture in there. So for sake of time, we may not read a verse and break it down uh, just to make sure that we could fit everything in. But it says there, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That definition of really that phrase to train up, uh, it means to bring discipline to or to dedicate in a path. To bring discipline to or to dedicate in a path. Giving them a direction. Um, There's an old African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's so very true. There's a lot of times when it comes to getting things accomplished, uh, you can do it a lot quicker on your own. Uh, you can do it a lot quicker by yourself, but you're never going to get uh, the, the, uh, the, you're never gonna reach the full potential That God has on your own, kind of having that lone ranger mentality. And that's really the crux of what we're talking about this morning. Is for us to go back that verse, training up our children in that path, in that direction they should go. As we're going on this journey of raising them for the Lord. We need to understand that for them to reach that final destination, it's going to take a team. It's going to take teamwork, and that's really what we're talking about this morning. So let's dive right in. Let me give you point number one this morning. Teamwork creates synergy. Teamwork creates synergy. That word uh, synergy is really just a uh, scientific word, and I'm I'm not a a scientist by any means, or I didn't even really enjoy science in school, Uh, and so I'm not going to break all of that down. But basically, it just means that things are working together. Um, Things are working as they should. There's progress being made. There's not a lot of friction. There's not a lot of things that are keeping things from moving as they should. There's synergy. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. Because it really gives us some benefits of synergy. When things are working together, um, it's kind of momentum is similar to that synergy. Uh, Just when everything is going right Uh, Things just seem to be falling into place. Uh, Nothing is going wrong. Um, Synergy is what's created. Look at Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Verse 11, again, if two lie together, uh, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Um, kind of some sub points. And I'll just give you these quickly. Some, some benefits of having this synergy. Uh, verse 9 talks about when we have this synergy, there's productivity when we labor. When we work, we're gonna, things are going to happen. Uh, verse 9 There, two or better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Uh, they accomplished the task. They something happened. When everyone is on the same page, that is when you will see progress in your home. But really, the complete opposite can happen when you're not on the same page. When you're pulling in different directions, you're, you're butting heads. Things aren't where they need to be. You're not going to see progress. You know, that's why a lot of folks, you just, you could talk to them and they, um, and I just, nothing seems to be going right in our home. Uh, just everything seems to be going wrong. Uh, and you could talk to maybe a husband and wife and you quickly find out that they're not on the same page in their finances and child rearing. And you just start putting every area there. There's no agreement. They're not on the same page and they feel like they're just treading water. And that's why I've told you before that church is not the magic pill to all of life's problems. Uh, it's very important. But I know couples that they come to church uh, just about every service, but they still just kind of feel like they're treading water. They're not making a whole lot of success in their Christian life. And you can really trace that back to this very thing uh, that there's, there's no productivity happening because they're not on the same page with their spouse. Or better yet, they're not even on the same page with their Heavenly Father. You know, as a Christian in our Christian walk and our Christian journey, you know, we can know what we're supposed to do and not do it. And then we wonder why we're not growing as a Christian. We're, we're, We're the same as we were five years ago when we first got saved. There's no growth that's happened. So we see here that there's productivity uh, when it comes to this laboring. uh, When synergy happens, there's productivity. Secondly, though, there's preservation. When we stumble, verse 10 uh, talks about, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Um, when we stumble, when there's synergy, when we're on the same page with our spouse, when a loved one, when one of us stumbled, the other one's going to be there to hold us up. You know, and that's why it's so important that we have this teamwork mentality. Because there's going to be times, can I say, when I am not uh, fulfilling my role as a spiritual leader in the home. Maybe spiritually, I'm not where I need to be. And that's why it's important that my wife is, is she's having her own walk with God. She's having her own time with him and she's spiritually healthy. So when I'm down, she can kind of balance me out and help encourage and pick me back up. And that happens when synergy, let me give you just very quickly, uh, there's several others. Um, there's a, a, a fancy word here, and uh, just to have the alliteration, the productivity, the preservation when we stumble. Uh, then there's pyretics when we freeze. That's verse 11. Basically, that's just a fancy word for warmth, all right? Uh, that there's warmth. And that's that verse 11 talks about that, that if two lie together, uh, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone and just having that warmth and security in the home? Well, and that's so important, men. We need to understand our wives crave that warmth and security, um, I, I like sleeping with it cold in our house. My wife does not. And, uh, and so she, I finally broke down and uh, just this last week bought her an electric blanket because her last one, and we're in Alabama. I don't even know why you Alabama. need an electric blanket, but her last one uh, finally broke down and, uh, and left. And our first several years of marriage, I wouldn't let her have it because I was just afraid our whole house was gonna burn up in the middle of the night. And, uh, and so I finally let her uh, have one. And uh, you just think that that is like the greatest thing, that warm electric blanket. And, and that's how that warmth and that love that we should have in our home. That's what happens when that synergy. Uh, there's also protection when attacked and then power when we strain. And those are in verse uh, number 12 there. It, it's one thing that's interesting. If if you have ever been around horses um, especially horses to, to use to work. Um, they say that the horse that is designed to pull uh, maybe a farming equipment that uh, um, or uh, a buggy of some kind, that they can pull about 4,500 pounds on their own. And so that, that's about how much they, that's the horsepower for one horse. Then they say though, if you do two horses, you team them up together that it's not 9,000, that's what we would think that, okay, one horse, 45 times two, 9,000, that's how much they're gonna be able to pull. But it's actually, they say it goes up to 12,000 pounds that these two horses can pull when they are together. And the result of that is because there's synergy, um, they're working together. And you could continue that on if you teamed four horses together. You would think, all right, two, there's 12,000. Double it to four, 24,000. But it actually goes all the way up to 30,000 pounds that a team of four horses can pull together when they are working together and when there is synergy. We've probably all seen before that acronym for team. Together, everyone achieves more. And that's so true, and that's what we need within our home. Genesis 2.18 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make an help meet for him. That was God's design. Now, we're not going through this, this relationship, this marriage. With, we're, we're holding everything ourselves. Where one spouse is just holding the weight of everything in the home. It's a team effort. Uh, Let's look at number two. Number one, we said teamwork creates synergy. Number two, teamwork requires cooperation, not competition. This is where we're going to spend a little bit more of our time today. Teamwork requires cooperation, not competition. Mom, dad, can I remind you that you are on the same team when it comes to raising your family? You're not in competition with each other. Um, Kaylin, our, our middle uh, child, she's six years old, and uh, she is so sweet. She would never hurt anybody's feelings uh, without it. And, and so from time to time, if one of the kids come up, and they, you know, hey, uh, mom, can I have this? We'll joke, well, you know, uh, am I your favorite? And just kind of like that. And we'll do it, I mean, in front of everybody. It's, it's something. And so uh, whatever it was this last month, Kaylin said, well, you, Yes, you're my favorite. And she, can, she knew I was sitting there, and she's kind of, you'll be my favorite for November, and Daddy will be my favorite for December. So you're my favorite this month, Mom. And we're all right, we'll take what we can get. But here's the thing. It's not a competition between my wife and I on who is the kid's favorite. And especially for those of us uh, and most of our kids in this room are younger. We've got some that are about to hit uh, kind of those early teenage years. And that's a battle that if you're not careful that when I was a youth pastor, I saw play out is that one parent doesn't want to be the one that has to say no. They want to be the likable one. And they don't want to. And even with younger kids, you can have that where one parent, they don't want to do any of the discipline. They, They want to put all of that off on one spouse and they, they feel like they're always having to be the bad one. They're always one having to say no. And some of that, there's, there is, and, and it's very manipulative if it ever gets there. But there's a psychology to where one spouse, they, they want to be liked. And here's the thing, all of us want to be liked. All of us want our kids to love us and like us. Not not only love us, but like us. That we, that's a natural thing. That's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. But if it gets to the point where we're, we're pitting... Um, Ourselves up against our spouse because it's a competitive thing. Can I say that you're setting yourself up for disaster within the home? You're setting yourself up with not only in your marriage, but also with your kids. When you're having to make them choose between mom and dad, and we're not even talking about when there's a, a custody issue, but I'm talking about just within the home of a good Christian family that we can almost make them choose and little things like, you know, you, you're, you'll tell your kids no and then they'll come ask you and you'll overrule your spouse in front of them. Boy, those are things that, that that is you're just you're set. You're creating problems. And we've talked about before, but mom and dad, you should never disagree in front of the kids ever. You, you may have to have a, 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 a knock down, drag out World War Three conversation, but that needs to be behind closed doors. It's better for you to say, uh, "Well, Mom said that," and Dad, you could be sitting there thinking, I, how, "Why would you say that?" It's better for you to say, "Okay, well, Mom said so," and then for you guys to go fix it and then fix it in the future, rather than, "No, well, that's not what we do." This is, you know, and and this is how sometimes, you know, we've been talking about in class. I'm the head of the home woman, and we could uh, get this attitude. And then it really, everything just crumbles and it doesn't create that synergy like we talked about earlier. And so this thing of teamwork, teamwork, you know, I likened it to, um, you know, a, a football team. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not Nick Saban is not in competition with his quarterback Tua. Um, if they got out there and they let's see who could throw the ball the furthest. Let's see who could throw the most passes. Let's see who could run the fastest. I would put my money, I mean not right now that uh, he's in a wheelchair, but I would put my money uh, before last week on Tua that he is going to beat Nick Saban. Do you know that I don't think that bothers Nick Saban? Because he realizes that the success that Tua has, that means my success. I'm not in competition. We have two different roles to play. Nick Saban understands I'm the coach. That's my role. If Tua succeeds out there on the football field, that means I'm being successful as well. And sometimes as a parent, we can almost think that, well, as a husband, uh, I, I, don't, I don't want success here because then it's almost taking away from me. Or I don't want my kids to, uh, to, to uh, just – and I've seen husbands and wives to where they almost feel like, well, I don't want the kids to love them more. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be the nice parent. And uh, I know mom said you can't eat this, but you know what? Go ahead. It's 12 o'clock. Uh, go ahead and have a bowl of ice cream and because uh, they, they want to build this up. And in reality, all it's creating is issues. Don't get into competition with your spouse about success, about progress in the home, uh, about life in general, or, or child rearing. Um, and I mentioned that earlier, but it, it shouldn't be one, it shouldn't be one of the spouse's responsibility to discipline solely. Now, I I think personally, and how you do it in your home, you know, the Bible isn't necessarily clear on this. I think men, as the leaders of our home. You know, we we should lead in a lot of those areas, but it shouldn't be to where, you know, dad always has to be the mean one and mom's not. It shouldn't be where mom has to be the loving, caring one and the disciplinarian of the home uh, because dad, we're just, you know, we we don't want to deal with it. Um, There needs to be that balance and that needs to be a team effort. Psalm 133 verse one, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And that that teamwork, that's what it's talking about. Uh, Teamwork requires cooperation, not competition. Let's look at number three. Teamwork requires correction with encouragement. Teamwork requires correction with encouragement. Proverbs 18, 21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Can I say that within the home, your spouse and your kids should know that you are their biggest fans. If we were to right now pull your kids to the side, pull your spouse to the side and say, who is your number one cheerleader, your number one supporter, who is your number one fan? They should instantly be able to say mom or dad, husband or wife. There shouldn't be a question about that. Um, I I heard and read somewhere that it takes 10 positive words, 10 positive uh, um, interactions to overcome one negative word, one negative interaction. And that's powerful. That's a great reminder that we as mom and dad need to be praising that much more than we are correcting or criticizing. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't correct when correction needs to be made. See, what tends to happen is we're so quick to see the negative. We're so quick to see the bad. We're so quick to correct because we feel like we need it to correct it, and we do. But then we don't put the same effort into praising the good things that happen. You, you, I, if you spent some time, I'm going to really work and make an effort to praise my kids, to praise my spouse, to encourage them you would find that there's hundreds of opportunities. But it's for whatever reason, we're just not wired to naturally see those and to naturally give that praise. But it, it should be to where our, our spouse and our kids know that we are their biggest fan. Um, your children will become what you tell them they are. What you tell them they are, uh, I, you, you, we've all been there probably, sitting in Walmart going through uh, the line. And the kid in front of us is acting like a, just a complete terror and brat. And what, what many times have icing happened? The mom <clears throat> acting like a little devil and a little brat. That's kind of, well, they are. And I wonder why probably, can I guarantee you at home? That's what they hear all the time. You're a brat, you're a little terror. And so what happens is they tend to live up to what they've heard. Can I say the same can be said about a spouse a husband or a wife who's just verbally always just just putting down their other spouse. You're worthless. Uh, you can't do anything right, and that begins to take a toll. And they begin to think, well, I can't do anything right, so why even try? So then, what happens? They just kind of throw in a towel. A kid at school who maybe you know maybe they're not capable of those straight A's. And so what happens is a parent who's frustrated. I can't understand this. This child, and we talked about that last week. That, that comparison. Uh, don't get into that. Uh, that. Uh, uh, that mindset. That trap. But this child makes straight A's. This child doesn't. So we tell them, uh, you know, what's your problem? You're a terrible student. And so then what they do, well, I'm going to kind of live up to that. And they just quit trying. And they uh, they will become what we tell them they are. But here's the thing. Can I also say within this, within this correcting of our kids, within, the, as I said, don't think just because we say it takes 10 to 1 to kind of offset that we don't ever correct. But can I say within that, let's make sure as husband and wife, we don't get into the trap of treating our spouse. Like our kids, meaning uh, we feel the need to always have to correct them. We feel the need to tell them, point out where they're wrong. Because the same thing happens, that, that 10 to 1. Uh, I'm losing track of time, so let me, let me dive in. Ephesians 4.29 talks about the, this corrupt communication. Proverbs 15.4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. And uh, let, me, let me say this, that verbal abuse and verbal uh, um, hurt can have just as much of a negative impact as other types. And I, I've sat and talked to people where they, they've just constantly been put down by a spouse or even a parent and how that has affected them. Can I remind us that your kids are listening? Despite what you think sometimes when you tell them to go clean their room a hundred times and you give them very clear directions, they're listening. Um, I, I remember one, one kid, a little kid, that uh, said a, a, a word that he should not have used and called him into my office at school. And I, Where, where would you even hear Those type of words. And it broke my heart when he said mommy and daddy say that to each other all the time. And it's this little kid who, you know, he he really he didn't even really know what he's saying. He's just seeing it modeled at home that when you get frustrated about something, these are the words that we use. That's what he sees modeled. So that's just how he reacts. And they are listening to what you say. Proverbs 12, 18 says there is it speak of like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. And your words can pierce deeply. And uh, you need to talk highly about your spouse in front of your kids. You should, we talked about that biggest cheerleader. Your kids should know that you are your spouse's biggest cheerleader. Meaning your kids should think that your husband or your wife is the greatest in all the world. And they should think that by a direct result of you telling them that. Well, they're not the greatest in all the world. Well, you know, there's some issues you may need to work on to get to that point. But here's the thing. Talking about the positive, you need to let them know, boy, don't, y'all, y'all are so lucky you have the mom that you do. You are so lucky that you have the dad that you do that takes care of you. Well, he's working all the time. Well, you should show the kids that you should be thankful you have such a hardworking dad. Maybe he needs to lighten up, spend some more time with the kids. But again, find the positive and praise that. And it's for sake of time. Again, we got a lot that we could go over. But number four, teamwork involves everyone carrying their own load. Everyone carrying their own load. First Corinthians three eight says this: For every man shall bear his own. Or sorry, Galatians six five: For every man shall bear his own burden. First Corinthians three eight says. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Here's a powerful question. If the success of your home was based on your efforts in the last seven days, how would that look? Meaning husband, wife, mom, dad, if the future success of your home was solely based on the amount of effort that you put into it in this last week to make it successful, how would that look? That's a powerful thing because we're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have issues that come up in life, but we all need to actively be a part of that. Now, are you actively making your home a better place? First Timothy five, eight says this, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. This idea of teaching um, everyone within the home that they have a part, teaching everyone within the home to work. Uh, I, I think uh, you need to teach your kids how to work. You need to teach your kids that it's not mom's responsibility to keep your room clean. Uh, They need to learn when they are old enough, and each kid, as parents, you'll know when that is, but when they're old enough, they need to start cleaning up after themselves. They need to start cleaning up their own room, and they're not going to have that. I I know, and all of you know, uh, especially those that went to college in a dorm-type setting. uh, I knew people who I could tell their mom cleaned up after them their entire lives, and they're in college, and they still don't know how to do it, and uh, and it's sad. But teach them to work. Uh, Teach them that they need to carry a load. Teach them. uh, It shouldn't be that, all right, uh, I I cleaned up, so where's my allowance? Uh, Well, no, you cleaned up and you helped uh, because you have a roof over your head, and that's part of being in this family. Now, I'm not against allowances. I'm not against any of those things, but the point is teaching them to work, teaching them to carry their own load. Uh, Don't teach your kids to be a freeloader as a kid because what happens is they become an adult – who thinks that everything's just handed to them and they don't ever have to work for it. Um, There's a a phrase, a great statement. Tell me and I will forget. Show me and I will remember. Let me do it and I will understand. And and we need to, again, we're training our children. We're teaching them. We're trying to show them. And, And I mentioned it earlier, but a lot of times that African proverb, you can do it a lot faster by yourself, but talking about, again, we're training our kids, we can go a lot further together, and we need to teach our kids. Teach them how to do simple things around the house. Teach them, but most importantly, teach them how to love the Lord. Teach them how to have a spiritual walk. You know, have you taught your kids how to walk with the Lord? Well, they're such and such age. If, if, they, could, if they could memorize a theme song to their favorite cartoon, they could begin memorizing Scripture and walking with the Lord. They can read. They can read a chapter. Maybe you can read the chapter to them. You could teach them how to pray. But again, showing them and teaching them. Um, John Whitehead made this statement. We'll close with this. That children are the living message we send to a time we will not see. And that's a powerful statement. You, we are raising the future. We are raising our kids and how we raise them. Raising them the right way, uh, doing it as a team is vitally important. Um, I'm not a NASCAR fan uh, by any means. I, I don't dislike it, but I'm not a, a diehard NASCAR fan. But here's the thing. There, there are, if you ever i have gone to uh, an IndyCar race when we lived in California and uh, the Fontana Speedway and uh, got to see it and got to go up close and go into the pit area. And, and when they come in, there, there's hundreds of, of people um, that are working frantically on one car. You're going to have uh, 10 to 15 different people that are on a crew that are changing uh, tires, that are uh, checking fluids. You've got spotters. You've got all kinds of people that are all working together. They're all on the same team trying to accomplish the same goal. But remember, like we said earlier, they all understand we each have a unique role in this process. So husband, wife, you're not in competition with each other when it comes to raising the kids. Well, I, I, don't, want, I don't want my kids to think I'm the mean one. Uh, I don't want my kids to think uh, less of me. That's why you need to be on the same page. We're in this together. Uh, your kids should know that. Your kids should know that they can't go to one spouse and ask for something without you saying, well, what did dad say? What did mom say? And we've probably all made those mistakes, uh, not necessarily knowing, but again, we need to be on the same team. So much could be said about this. We'll continue unpacking it over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but when it comes to this thing of raising our kids, uh, it takes teamwork to do it. it. takes teamwork in the home. It takes teaming with our kids to do it and them understanding their role uh, to see them follow what God has for them. Let's pray and then we'll be dismissed this morning. Father, Lord, thank you for the day you've given to us. Thank you again just for the opportunity to open your word, uh, to look at uh, some very uh, practical but yet important lessons um, within the home and within our role in rearing our kids